The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, welcome to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. You can give us a call today at 866-472-5787. We're talking about customer service. We're talking about treating people uh, not just with respect and kindness, but really like a concierge. My guest is Catherine Giovanni. Her book is Going Above and Beyond, Reach the Pinnacle of Customer Service by Learning How to Think and Act Like a Concierge. And Catherine Giovanni is an acclaimed author, speaker, and the world's leading international concierge training expert. She's been training concierge for over a decade. She's traveled around the country teaching workshops to groups, individuals, hospitals, and corporations. Catherine is one of the founders of the concierge industry and is most sought after in terms of being a concierge expert. You can log on to her website, Catherine, K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E, Giovanni.com, G-I-O-V-A-N-N-I.com. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you for having me, Patricia. Ah, wonderful. You know, right, right out of the box, the first thing you say in your book, which is such common sense, but obviously we need it because we don't do it enough, is just be nice. It's really, people for years have been asking me what the secret to the concierge industry is, and the media has been asking me, what is the biggest secret you have in the industry, the one thing that could sum it up? And I've been telling people, just be nice. And they laugh, and they think I'm joking, and I'm not kidding. Just be nice. It is, we've all been taught it. We've all been taught it at school. Our parents told it to us, but somewhere along the way, I think that we have forgotten what we've learned so long ago, and we, it's that old rule, just be nice. And it, it's inter- and, and then you go on to say in your next chapter that when you're nice and when you're kind, that automatically leads to loyalty. We all want to work with our friends. We all want to, it's, you remember that old TV show, Cheers, and everybody wants to go where, they, where their name is remembered. Um, there have been studies done that people, would, even in this economy, believe it or not, people will drive twice as far. They will even endure mm-hmm. bad food. If mm-hmm. they know they're going to get good customer service, they will come back again and again. And what is good customer service? Well, it's just people really treating you like a human being and treating you nicely. That's what good customer service is. It's just treating people like you care. It's really amazing. It's that simple, isn't it? It is that simple. I think what's most fascinating is the reaction I've been getting uh, to the book people will look at me and say, that's a fascinating subject, and clearly they're thinking, well, that's great, but I already know this stuff, one woman said to me, and I looked at her, 
And I said, you've been in hospital? Oh, yeah, I learned this years ago. Uh-huh. Well, if everybody learned this, why isn't everybody doing it? I want to share something with you. I interviewed two authors of a book called Instant Turnaround, mm-hmm. and their names are Ross Reck and Harry Paul, and they were talking about uh, turning your employees around. And they said this exact thing, which is a mirror of what you just said. They said it is so simple, and people don't get it. If the CEO of the company would get out of the office, get on the floor, talk to his customers, his internal customers, and tell them that he's there for them, that he wants to help them so they can be successful, he said it's amazing how that motivates employees. And not enough, uh, not enough employers do that. Well, they really don't, and it's, it's the way the CEO treats their staff is the way the staff treats their, uh, their customers. So it's a, it's a form of what I loosely call the trickle-down theory. And whenever I go into a corporation, I insist that one of the bosses be in the room, um, mostly because nobody will do any role-playing with me unless their boss is in there and makes them do it. But it's really because quite, quite often, eight out of ten times when I go into um, a company, it's the bosses need to hear it just as much as the workers do. Everybody needs to hear this message. I think what, another interesting thing is I taught three different programs, three different months, three different states, and I got the same reaction from each crowd. They didn't think they needed to be there, and mm. when I asked for a good customer, when I asked for some bad customer service stories, and you and I probably each have a dozen under our belts that we could, you know, regale the listeners with. And, of course, every hand shut up in the room. Every hand shut up, and everybody wanted to give me their bad customer service story. Mm-hmm. Well, then I asked for some good customer service stories, and you could have shot a cannon. Not one hand went up. This happened three months in a row in three different states, and I had to, re- I had to really use- give some of my own examples before one lonely hand shot up and said, well, I, I guess in a 7-Eleven once they were nice to me. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So what it you're is, saying is that it's very hard for you, for us to give customer service if we're not getting it. Right. It is. All right. So how do you treat them like a family? You you know you without treat- going over the boundaries. I think that's where people get scared. They're afraid well, I, they're going to overstep their boundaries and people will walk on them. Well, the first thing I think you do is some some pretty basic rules. The first thing is shake people's hands and smile. And then it is a question of Americans, and not so much um, outside of America, but Americans are very informal. We are on a first-name basis with people virtually from, from the starting gate. And I think to provide really good customer service, we need to stop doing that. And we need to address people as ma'am, sir, Mr. Smith, or Mrs. Smith. And I think that until somebody gives you permission to call them by their first name, I really think you should try and refrain from doing that. Really? And don't, I mean, and and don't even even there is, there's an age difference. Um, if they that that's a little bit more shaky because if they're in their twenties, they kind of expect to be called by their first name. And if you call a twenty-five-year-old woman, ma'am, she's going to get irritated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think you have to kind of gauge, you know their age a little bit, but the other um, thing that I really wish people would stop doing is shortening people's names automatically, like Catherine automatically gets shortened to Kathy, and Barbara automatically gets shortened to Barbie. I get that with Patricia, and yeah. I'm Patricia. I get the same thing. It is annoying. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure you get Patty all the time. And it's, Pat or Patty, yeah. Right, 
And it, unless I tell you it's Pat or Patty, it's it's Patricia. That's so right. some of these some of these things are really basic. Another really basic thing is if the listeners don't hear anything else I say, say on this entire broadcast, is the one thing you can do to take your customer service level to an all time high is to stop telling people you're welcome. And I would like them to switch it to it was my pleasure. That's going to take you farther than almost anything else. And that really makes a difference. It really makes a difference. And I have really, as I, people will look at me and say, you know, one, I'll teach this. One woman in a class said, yeah, you sent it to me on the phone the other day. And I looked at them and I said, sorry. She said, you said it was my pleasure. And I was really taken aback by it because it was, it was, it was so nice. (laughs) Makes people think. It does, and it, it, there is a real difference between your welcome and it was my pleasure, isn't there? Yes, there is, and it, it, promotes, it promotes warmth. I mean, to provide really good customer service is as simple as to be nice, yes, but you want to be warm, friendly, and approachable. All right, you talk about five steps beyond, not one step beyond. What do you mean? Well, we can all take things one step beyond, but instead of taking one step, take it five steps. In other words, to use an example from the concierge industry, somebody comes up to your desk, let's say you're a hotel concierge, and they want to know where to eat. Well, just giving them, you know, just telling them, well, you can go down the street to Danny, you know, to Danny's, or you can go to Giovanni's Italian right down the street, and that would be that. Well, if you take it five steps beyond, not only do you tell them that there are choices, but you, to, you provide menus and you ask them if, you need, if they need to transportation, could you call them a cab or get them a limousine, and if they want to walk to the restaurant, you take a map out and you, a yellow highlighter and you show them exactly where to do it, how to get there, and you even might even call and make them a dinner reservation if you're in a big city like New York or Los Angeles where dinner reservations are big. And I only mean that because here in Raleigh, there's only like five restaurants I know of that actually take dinner reservations. We're very laid back over here. But in New York, you can't get into a restaurant unless you, get a, unless you have a reservation. So don't just take it one step. Take it five steps beyond. You know, go above and beyond everybody else. And that really, again, I've seen it. I've seen it when I've been in a strange city. And, and I've, I've gone so far as to say to the person helping me, you know, you helped me so much that I want to write a note on your behalf to yeah. your supervisor. And they're, so, and they're thrilled. They're thrilled about it. I went to the Disney Institute of training. And if anybody ever gets a chance to go to the Disney Institute to go through their customer service training, it is well worth the price. And they told me a story that really illustrates exactly what I'm talking about going five steps beyond. They get questions, and don't laugh, they actually get this question, and apparently is, what time is the 12 o'clock parade? (laughs) Well, you know, there's a couple ways that you could could take this. I mean, you could play with the people for a little bit if you really wanted to, but the cast members at Disney are phenomenal, and they are trained exactly right. And their answer is typically the following. Well, it is at 12 o'clock, sir. Um, and if you stand right over there where you know point with her full hand, because, of course, everybody knows you shouldn't point with one finger because it's considered rude, so you point with a full hand. 
said, listen, if you stand under that tree, it's right in front of the bakery, and I know it's really hot out today, so they usually keep the door open, and you're going to feel the air conditioning hit your back as you're watching the parade. Mm -hmm. And if you get here at exactly 11.15, you're going to be able to get that great spot so you can be have the air conditioning. Mm -hmm. That's that's not only answering their question, but it's taking it five steps beyond. It really is. That that real. I mean that that's really saying I care about you. Right. I mean that's that's quite amazing. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a break. And these are such wonderful tips that you're giving us, really. And we want to tell people tell people how they can get your book quickly. They can go to triangleconcierge.com or they can log on to Amazon.com, and the book is right in Amazon. All right. My guest is Catherine Giovanni. Her book is Going Above and Beyond, Reach the Pinnacle of Customer Service by Learning How to Think and Act Like a Concierge. She is an acclaimed author, speaker, and the world's leading international concierge training expert. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin right here on voiceamerica.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america hey dad what i can't get the ketchup bottle open Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin right here on VoiceAmerica.com. My guest is Catherine Giovanni, acclaimed author, speaker, and the world's leading international concierge training expert. Her book is Going Above and Beyond, Reach the Pinnacle of Customer Service by Learning How to Think and Act Like a Concierge. You can log on to triangleconcierge.com or katherinegiovanni.com. Welcome back, Catherine. Thank you. Okay, let's talk about some other things here with customer service. You say in the book to know your client's expectations, and how do you do that? I 
talking to them. Never assume you know what the client wants. It's one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people make is they'll just they'll make some assumptions that they shouldn't make. So asking a lot of questions, finding out exactly what your client wants, where you're going, what you're doing, how they're going to pay for it, what they expect, what food they'd like to eat. Uh, what you know, it depend. You really have to ask questions. Is my biggest advice for people: don't leave anything to chance, and never assume anything. Um, always make make sure. Okay, so that's that's very important. So you you really ask the right questions, is what you're saying. Right. Okay. What do you find is the most common, if we want to use the word mistake? that uh, you hear from your clients that seems like common sense beside being nice. What's something that often is overlooked? I think that, you know, some things that are overlooked in, com- in, in customer services, you're just, sometimes people will think they're just, it's, they get treated like a robot all, almost. Um, it's, it's like going into a big department store and it's like they're reading from a script. And I think that you want to be warm, friendly, and inviting. And the right words might be coming out of your mouth, but if your body isn't matching it, the client will have a hard time believing it. And yes, I'm saying thank you, but I'm looking at the cash register while I'm, while I'm saying thank mm-hmm. you to you. Okay, that eye contact. So it's literally treating people in, I, I, I don't want to say treat people like family because not everybody treats their family well. So you, you want to treat people like they're not a number. You want to treat people like they're actual human beings. And even if you hate your job and you're working in a fast food restaurant and you hate every minute of it, you still have to treat people correctly. You still have to treat people like they're human beings because you never know who that person is. It might be your next boss, and you might impress them so much that they're going to hire you on the spot. So you never burn your bridges. Treat, go above and beyond everything you do. And customer service isn't just something that you listen to or go to a class once a year. It's really a way of life. To be a true concierge, it's, it's a way of living as opposed to just a job that you have. It's something you practice 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, as you say here, your answer to this question, what is the most important skill that a concierge needs to have, you say to build a solid and trusting relationship with the client. Mm-hmm. You need to explore the client's expectations and then go five steps beyond it, which mm-hmm. is exactly what you had said. Yeah, exactly right. And even if you don't work for a high-end store or a five-diamond hotel property, you can still behave like a professional concierge. And you talk about that it's important to know how to greet people, when to pass along business cards, mm-hmm. what to do if the person's name escapes you. What do you do? That happens so often, Catherine. If the person's name escapes you, you can always revert back to ma'am or sir. I am also... It's, it's, I am very adept at saying ma'am and sir to people. I am very adept at saying my sincere apologies. I meet so many people every day. I just, I can't quite remember your name and they'll say it immediately. And then, of course, I will repeat it in my head like three or four times so I don't forget it. Mm -hmm. Because if you say their name three or four times out loud or in your head, you have a higher chance of remembering what it is. I often say, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Can you refresh my memory? Exactly right. You know, if if it and it's people are scared to do that, but I'm never offended when somebody will look at me and said, you know, my apologies, I just can't remember. Refresh my memory, what your name is, and I'm. It never offends me, and I'm very fast to tell people what my name is. What about the handshake? 
You know, the handshake, you know, you when you shake somebody's hand, first of all, if your hands are clammy, then I think it's very appropriate to, like, wipe them on your pants or something because there's nothing worse than shaking a clammy, wet hand. And for the women who are listening to this broadcast, you know that wet fish thing? Please don't do that. Everybody knows that limp fish when you give somebody your hand and your hand is just limp in their hand? Mm. Don't do that. And then we, then we have the gentlemen who are listening who have that bone crusher grip that, you know, I wear rings. So if you squeeze my hand too tight, you're going to break my fingers. Mm-hmm. I remember I was teaching at a hospital, and they introduced me to the chief administrator of the hospital, and he shook my hands. I thought I was going to end up in the emergency room. Mm-hmm. And then uh, conversely, for the women, my husband had his knee replaced, and then we had a physical therapist come to the house. And she walked down the driveway, and she had her bag, and she looked, you know, she had a brisk walk, and she looked really good. And she op- I opened the door, and I said, how are you? And I shook her hand, and I got a limp fish handshake back. So my first reaction to her went from this is a spectacular, very accomplished woman to you can imagine where my brain went once she gave me that. And also when you shake my hand, I am not a water pump and water is not going to come out out of my mouth. So don't pump my hand more than two or three times because water is not going to come out. Mm-hmm. All right? <laughs> Why do you think? Do you think people are just nervous? I think they are. I think some of them are probably nervous and they re- but I think some of them have genuinely not been taught. They they just don't know what to do. I know years ago, uh even before my time, um people, women especially, were sent to finishing schools and they were taught how to they were taught manners and I was raised in the sixties and seventies and my parents taught me manners and I'm not saying parents today don't teach people manners, but I'm I'm thinking it's it's almost a lost art at this point because we are so into our technology and Facebook and the video games that our kids today are just, they're losing that old-fashioned contact that we were all taught as kids. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, what you're talking about, though, Catherine, are skills not just to use it for customer service, but really use with most people. Right. It's I mean, these are skills. common decency mm-hmm. skills. These are common skills that everybody should use. I mean, everybody. And everybody is always saying customer service is dead in the United States. And I disagree. I think it's sleeping a little bit, but it is not dead. I'm not the only one out there that provides this really great customer service. Um, They're out there. Chick-fil-A, for example, is a chicken franchise that is, when you go through their drive-thru, they will say, it was my pleasure. They will call you ma'am and sir. And they will treat you really, really well. So there, people, there are companies out there that are actively doing this. It's, but it's a, it seems to be more and more a lost art as we get more and more into our technology. We seem to be losing the art of human to human contact for some reason. Yeah. I wonder, do you think it, it's changed over the years? Excuse me. What do you has think changed? It's changed customer service. Do you think it's? Um, gotten better or worse? Is it different from what it was 10, 15, 20 years ago? I think it has changed. Back back when I was a kid, nobody would, very few people would call you by your first name until you gave them permission, for example, and that's pretty basic. Um, I was taught to say ma'am and sir. I was raised in New York City, and I was taught to say ma'am and sir, and I was taught to respect my elders, and a people... They shook hands immediately, and when they walked into a room, if they didn't shake hands, they'd nod their head 
to, to acknowledge that they'd seen yeah. people. And you walk into a bank, and you didn't have to stand there for 20 minutes until somebody would acknowledge your existence. People would say, I'll, I'll be right with you. And I'm not sure why it changed, but it, uh, somewhere along the way, we, we kind of lost this human art. And that's what it is, isn't it? It's a human it really art. is. It's, it's, everybody thinks that this, stuff, this has to be very complicated, and it's actually very simple. It's a matter of just being nice to people and respecting them. I mean, I think the respect for your fellow human being, no matter who they are, is huge whether they're a bum in the street or they're the president of the United States, everybody deserves respect, and we should all be treated as such. How important is dress, dress code? Dress is very important. It's, uh, if you want to be taken seriously, especially in the business world, you do need to dress for success, which is why I put it in the book. But it does require explanation because when I tell somebody, and with all due respect to the listeners who are in their 20s, However, if I look at a 22-year-old young man or woman and I say I would like you to dress business casual, and then I look at somebody in their 40s and 50s and say I would like you to come dressed as business casual, you will see two different, very dramatically different forms of dress. So it does, it, you do have to dress a certain way if you want to be uh, taken seriously in business because you want them to remember what you're saying and you you don't want them to remember you because of your clothes. I remember once a uh, young lady arrived for a business meeting with me and I really don't remember what she was there for. All I remember is what she wore and she wore this very low-cut blouse that she was practically spilling out of uh, <laughs> and she had these hot pants on. And she was there for a very hardcore business meeting with me. She wanted to start a concierge business, and she came for a consult. And she was dressed like she was going out to a club on a Friday night. And I had to spend a, I had to spend about an hour talking to her about what was appropriate and how she should look in her business. So people wanted to take her seriously. Did you tell her that her dress was inappropriate? I told her I, I was... He, he, I'm a, I'm, I try and be as tactful as I can, and I said for a meeting with me, your dress is fine, but if, you, if I was a client, you, may I suggest a different outfit, I politely said. <laughs> and then I described business casual and suits, and I, you know, told her, you know, and then, we asked, then I asked her about her demographic. I mean, it, and you have to know your market. If you are in Florida, everybody in Florida dresses in golf, golf shirts and uh, khaki shorts. You know, I mean, they're very laid back and they're very casual in Florida. Well, that allows you to be casual. You wouldn't wear a three-piece black suit in Florida because you'd stand out. However, if you're in New York City, you better be in the suit because that's how everybody dresses. So when in Rome, do as the Romans do, but still, you can, you're, not, you're not going to a business meeting dressed like you were going to a club at 11 o'clock at night. It's two different, it's two different things. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more to Catherine Giovanni, who is the author of Going Above and Beyond, Reaching the Pinnacle of Customer Service by Learning How to Think and Act Like a Concierge. Delivering customer service like a concierge will give you the edge you're looking for in today's competitive business world. And you can log on to CatherineGiovanni.com, K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E, Giovanni, G-I-O-V-A-N-N-I.com, or you can log on to triangleconcierge.com. Stay tuned. You're listening to Patricia Raskin. Log on to patriciaraskin.com. 
You're listening to Positive Living right here on Voice America. We'll be right back. Right back with you. Okay. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are, or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, it's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit, Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com When we are back, you are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And, you know, I came on Voice America when it first started about seven or eight years ago, and... It's amazing how it has grown. There were probably, oh, there were probably, I would say, 20 hosts when I started, and now there are probably 250 to 300 hosts. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful that this information can be out there for so, so many people. We need to be showing the positive, and Voice America gives us the voice to do that. So um, it's very positive, and I encourage all of you to listen to other programs that are on Voice America as well. Okay, my guest is Catherine Giovanni. Her book is Going Above and Beyond, Reach the Pinnacle of Customer Service by Learning How to Think and Act Like a Concierge. Welcome back, Catherine. Thank you. And you can call in at um, 866-472-5787. Catherine, what do you say to people during these tough economic times? Do they have to pump up their customer service even more? If you want to draw more clients to your establishment or your business or your company, you can float your prices up, you can float your prices down, uh, but what really is going to draw customers back is over-the-top, outstanding customer service. 
treating people the right way is going to get them to not only come back, but it's going to get them to refer your business out to their friends because you're going to treat them so well, and they're going to genuinely like you. For example, if you have two people coming, if you need your house painted, and you get two people to bid on the job, and one of them comes in, and he's all business, and he doesn't have a lot of small talk, and he looks at your house, and he say, he, he's, yeah, he's not grumpy exactly, but he's just, you know, stiff. And he gives you the bid, and he goes, he says, I'll, you know, I'll call you later this afternoon. The second person comes in, and he's warm, he's friendly, he's approachable, he shakes your hand, he smiles, he comments on your house. He gives you a proposal, and then you stand and you talk to him for five or ten minutes afterwards, just about sports and other things. At the end of the day, both proposals come in. They're for the exact same amount. Which uh, company who are you going to go to choose? And that's the thing. You're going to choose the person whom you like. You're going to choose the person that you genuinely like as a person. And don't that's what think, companies need to do in these bad times. I mean, don't you think that in any service provider that we go to, yeah. That's really, that's the way that it is. Yeah, why do you use one dry cleaner as opposed to another? Why do I use one dry cleaner and I move to another? Because the second dry cleaner that I discovered was so friendly and so nice that I decided I wanted to go to them instead. Yeah, absolutely. I liked going there. Absolutely. All right, you talk about um, there's so many things here in this wonderful book. And you talk about when you don't leave your desk. Um, not to eat at your desk. Right. Yes, if you're working in front of the public, uh, never. I, and I understand human beings need to eat and drink, and I, I totally respect that, but you don't do it in front of the public. You can have a bottle of water on the floor in a desk drawer. You can never eat in front of, at your desk in front of the public, ever. If you, and, for example, if you go into the Ritz-Carlton or the Four Seasons Hotel and you stand in their lobby... Do you ever see any food or drink on any one of their desks, whether it's the whether it's the bellman, the concierge, or the front desk? Do you ever see them eat or drink? And you know you don't. You also never see them sit down, but you will never see them eat or drink. So you can't do that in front of the general public. You just walk away, go to your car, go to the stairwell. Mm-hmm. Just don't eat or drink, and don't chew gum. All right. Here's another one. Never say no. What do you mean? You never say, no, I can't do that for you. You would say, you say, that's going to take me some time to research. I don't have access to that information, but if you give me an hour, it would be my pleasure to find the information for you. Do you have a cell phone that I can reach you? You never say no to somebody. Say, absolutely, I can get that for you. No problem. May I have your cell phone? It's going to take me about an hour to research. I'll have it before you... By the end of the day, within an hour, within three hours. What if Whatever you really time you don't give them, think make you sure can you do get it. Back what if, what if, Catherine, you really can't do it? Can you say, you know, I don't think that's possible, but I'll check? Absolutely. And do your best to find a company who can. If it's something that you absolutely, positively can't do, say, well, let me check for you. And do your best to check to see if you can. And if you can't, then do your best to... Get on to the Internet and get on to Google and see if you can find a good solution for them in a company somewhere in town that can handle their request. That's great. You say, put yourself in your customer's shoes. You write, sit in the lobby and pretend you're a customer. What do you see? How do you feel? Right. 
when you're setting up, if you're a doctor's office or you're a hotel or, you know, you're any kind of person, any kind of business, I find it's always very helpful to put yourself in your customer's shoes and walk in. So you're walking in. Are there magazines in the waiting area that they can read? Is there a TV there that they can that, that they can watch while they're waiting for the doctor? Is there some place I can get something to drink? Is there water, coffee? Pretend you are the customer and look at it from the customer's perspective, especially if you're the CEO or president, looking at things from the other end because I think a lot of CEOs and presidents, they get lost in the upper echelons of the company, and I think it's very helpful for them to go back to the basics. Sometimes you have to go back to the basics to find out really what the answers are. So just go back and walk in from pretend you're a customer. Mm-hmm. Or do some mystery shopping, even better. Let's talk about telephone etiquette and voicemail. We have a few mm-hmm. minutes left. So what's, what's proper and what is not? I think that, you know, when you're leaving a voicemail, I think it should be quick. I think you should identify yourself immediately. Never assume, even if it's your best friend, Never assume they're going to recognize your voice because they, they may not. So say this is Catherine Giovanni, give your phone number, leave the message. Again, this is Catherine Giovanni, and leave the phone number because you never know with these cell phone connections whether the call is going to, you know, drop or if it's, it might, the line might crack and somebody won't be able to catch the whole phone number. And with voicemail, if you're, if you're, if for your voicemail, don't leave me at like a, a minute or two minute advertisement that I can't click out of somehow when I'm listening to a voicemail. People are strapped for time and they want the information fast and they want to leave their voicemail fast. All right, so that's very important. What about voicemail? How do you, what would you say on your voicemail, Catherine? I keep it short and to the point. This is Catherine Giovanni with Triangle Concierge. Please leave a message after the beep. If you want to give an advertisement about your, your business, and I've, I've listened to a lot of voicemails who will do that, then press 1 to hear more about our company. Press 2 to get Catherine. And another thing I really want to encourage the listeners, please don't talk in a monotone voice because I need some emotion in your voice. I need to know that you're going to call me back. I mean, I need to know there's a chance that you're going to call me back. And if you don't sound interested, well, I may not be interested. What do you do with rude customers? Excuse me? Rude customers. How do you handle those? Well, the old adage, the customer is always right. Even when the customer is wrong, the customer is always right. Yeah, but what if they're abusive? If the, nobody should be abusive to you, and you don't have to take that. And you can, you know, gently cut them off and say, you know, politely, you can't talk to me like that. Or well, I'm trying say, to help you. you know, cut them off and then get your supervisor. You shouldn't be abused. It's just, it's not right. Or you can say, you know, I'm really trying to help you, but I can't when you talk to me that way. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. If I can help you if you lower your voice. Okay. All right. All right. What about, um, so we've talked about the root customer, and, and that does happen. And, and again, um, that's one thing. But now what if you become rude because you're bringing your baggage to work? Never bring your baggage to work. I don't care if your world is, is blowing up behind you. Never bring your baggage to work. You have to have a smile on your face, and I'll say it again, be warm, friendly, and inviting, and whatever is going on in your private life has to stay at home. 
And even, you know, customers, they're, they're kind of funny creatures because they'll dump on you. They'll tell you about their mother-in-law and they'll complain and they'll give you their your life story. But that doesn't give you permission to dump on them. This is a one-way download. Your stuff has to remain your stuff in the privacy of your own home. You never bring it to work. And if you've, again, I'm going to use the Four Seasons or the Hilton or any hotel concierge. You'll never know what's going on in their private life. They'll never say anything to you. They'll listen to you complain till the cows come home, but you'll never hear anything about them back. So it has to stay at home. Very important. So let's talk about, in the three minutes we have left, the three C's, confidence, courtesy, and common sense. Correct. You should have confidence in yourself. Um, you should have confidence in the product that you're selling, confidence in your ability, or confidence in the, you know, where you work. And you should, you know, you should be capable, and you should be courteous. Courteous, I think, of the, all those three C's, I think being courteous is, is possibly the most important because people forget. Please and thank you go an awful long way in, in, in this world. And I think... The, one of the things that people forget the most is to say please and thank you because they're all in a rush to get somewhere. And it's this all-about-me world that we live in. And you may think it's about you, but, nope, it's really about me. And people get really wrapped up in themselves, and I think courtesy goes a long way. All right. What about the internal customer? That means the people who work for you, they're your customers too, right? Yes, they are. How you treat each other is equally important or more important on how you treat your customer. Um, as I said earlier in, in your program, how the CEO and president treats his staff is how the staff is eventually going to treat the customers. So treating each other with respect and treating each other with, you know, ethically um, is equally as important, and that's the internal customer service. Very important. All right, Catherine, we have about a minute left. So what would you? What are your closing thoughts? What's your message? If people get one thing out of this interview on customer service and thinking and acting like a concierge, what do you want to leave our listeners with? I would like to encourage them and not to over, overstate the point. I would like to genuinely be nice to people. And I, I genuinely mind your manners. Say it was my pleasure and treat people like they want to be treated. Treat people in a warm, friendly, and inviting manner. And just doing those few things will take your customer service level to an all-time high. Thank you. And how can people find your book and find your work and, and learn about your seminars? If you, They can visit my website at triangleconcierge.com. They can also go to katherinegiovanni.com. And the book is available on Amazon, and it will be available very soon in bookstores uh, around the country. Thank you so much, Catherine, for being on the program. Thank you so much for having me. It was Thank fun. You. Thank you. Stay on the line. All right, folks, this closes out Positive Living for today. We'll be on again next week. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great Monday and a great week. Bye for now. Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. 
For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 